today you will be descending down into the ritual. I must warn you before we do that down there there are some spirits. More than you can count. You come to gawk at us, haven't you? This is something that I think is very out of the ordinary and out of the box that is completely you know, just unique to this area and you're not going to find it anywhere else. You think you might be the match for the mistress? <laughs> Neil! Good girl. Now you may kiss. I'll come closer. Good girl. Coming up, after several years on hiatus, the Vault of Souls in Tampa is back with five nights of elegant fear. We went to the preview and we're bringing you along. Stay with us. From the Hauntraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is day 52 of our 61-day Hauntathon counting down to Halloween. Today is Friday, October 22nd, and there are only nine days until Halloween. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. And now, the Vault of Souls reemerges. So the Vault of Souls is returning. It is emerging from the darkness, and we are even using that very much as our theming, darkness versus light. That is Scott Swenson, the creative director and writer for the Vault of Souls. We've done a Halloween event at the Vault throughout the, the COVID restrictions, but we did an outdoor event that was smaller. Our guests told us that they wanted the full experience, which starts in a 1920s bank building lobby that has been uh, refurbished and restored to be a beautiful event facility, and we call that area the arrival. We ask that all souls entering the vault be cleansed on their way in by an innocent to ensure they do not bring any negativity or foulness into the space from outside and from their daily lives. And in this area, it will be filled with entertainment it will be filled with uh, hand-passed hors d'oeuvres. There's also a complimentary cocktail, and then you can purchase additional cocktails as the evening progresses. So it starts with a high-end cocktail party. And when you arrive, uh, you, can, you will then let everybody know that you are there, and you will be called to the next level or the next act of the experience, which we call the ritual. Now, the ritual uh, takes place in the roughly 12,000-square-foot basement underneath this bank building, which you know, was also built in the 20s. And if you know anything about Florida and Tampa specifically, you know that there aren't many buildings that actually have basements or lower levels. Mm -hmm. it, is, uh, it is very dark and dank and creepy in and of itself. And just before you descend into this lower level, which, like I said, we're calling the ritual, you will select a tarot card. Once you descend into the ritual, there is only one way you can escape. That is by solving the puzzles which are listed on these tarot cards here. Each puzzle will give you a single word, and those words in combination will give you a phrase which will allow you to escape. I'll ask you now each to come forward and select a tarot card. Because in the ritual, this is where all of the souls from the 1920s who had the money to invest could keep their souls protected. And at Halloween, guests have the opportunity to come and visit the ghosts of their ancestors or just to experience perhaps maybe this is someplace they will join in the future. But after our last year, which was three years ago now, we thought that all of those spirits had been released. But there's been an evil entity that has drawn them all back. And guests will explore a little bit more about that too. I hope you're all happy with your decisions because it may be the last one you make. 
Now, if you're ready to descend, we shall make our way to the elevator. The ritual is a non-linear experience, so it's not like a haunted attraction where you all stand in a queue and, and follow through behind the person in front of you. In fact, when we will send people into the ritual, we will send them in by groups of six, and they will be asked before they descend to wear a, uh, a face mask, very similar to the kinds of masks that people are, being, are, are wearing now to protect against the pandemic. But what we've discovered is the spirits are so eager to escape that in some of our earlier testing, the spirits were actually inhaled by some of our test subjects, and a couple of them actually came back up into the world of the living, hidden inside a guest. So we want to make sure that doesn't happen. We want to keep them quarantined into the vault itself. So guests will be masked when they are in the ritual of this experience. And each one of their journeys will be slightly different. They have their own personalized experience. They will have their own personalized interaction with all of the, the characters in the ritual. Then when they return to the world of the living, they can either go back to the arrival, uh, which is the indoor space, or we've also this year opened an outdoor garden, which will also have uh, additional entertainment, tarot readers. It will also have an aerialist, fire performer. So it is three very rich environments of entertainment that will give people the opportunity to have a very e elegant evening of fear. Tell me about the process of arriving at this configuration of the event after a two-year hiatus. We tried very hard to figure out what do we do to take this to a post-COVID level? Mm -hmm. How can we find a way to, and post-COVID is not necessarily the exact accurate term, but a, a level where guests can enjoy it in the current environment. What we discovered is so much of what we did originally in the first several years was already in line with what the restrictions were going to be. What we've done is we've created these environments that we can control the number of guests, we can control the access, we can control the egress, so we can keep people socially distanced or give them the opportunity to maintain their social distancing. And we also have an outdoor finale, which many people are more comfortable in that outdoor environment as well. So we've tried to take into consideration the comfort of all of our guests while still creating an evening that will linger in their nightmares for a while. How is this different from previous years? What we tried to do is we tried to keep what was working and we tried mm -hmm. to modify what our guests told us they wanted more or less of. So everyone has always loved the arrival. It is a perfect way to start off your evening in an elegant environment that is loaded with entertainment. Guests also commented that they loved the types of entertainment and wanted more. So this season, we have uh, more unique variety performers. We still have characters that represent either current day people who are exploring the 1920s or the spirits of those from the 1920s. The characters at the Vault of Souls truly are fantastic. And I wanted to play for you a clip of one of the paranormal investigators we ran into. Now, many of the souls here at the Vault of Souls yearn for release. That nut and bolt are tied together by the threads. I want you to thread that nut on there as far as you'd like. Just make sure it's really secure. All right, excellent. Okay, now what I want you to do is I want you to open your mind and whatever happens, just let it happen, okay? Concentrate on the nut and hopefully, if there's some paranormal activity, we'll see something amazing. Watch carefully. 
I think there's something here. Can you put your hands out like a little table, both of them? It's amazing, huh? Very good. Have you ever seen a ghost before? No. Well, I don't think we're going to see one tonight, but I just, it felt like it, didn't it? Okay, back to Scott. In the ritual, which is probably where the most noticeable change is going to happen, we have vacillated over the years back and forth between making it free-roaming, write-your-own-story, and more of a release room experience where you had a series, a linear series of tasks that had to be accomplished. There were guests who loved both of these elements, so we tried to combine them this year in creating these journeys, quests that people must go on to find the four-word phrases that will help them escape. And like I said, each guest who goes down in a group will have a different quest and, in essence, a different escape phrase. So we're maintaining the, the free-roaming experience from the first couple of years while also integrating a sense of progression and accomplishment that guests enjoyed when we were doing the release room years. The reason we included the quests or the journeys was to give guests not only an excuse, but permission to interact with the characters in mm -hmm. the ritual. Does the cat have your tongues? You may speak. I'm giving you freedom to speak. Do you all have the same question she does? Do you all have something different? Yeah. Good. All too often, guests feel uncomfortable or awkward in immersive mm -hmm. theater experiences to actually engage with the characters that are down there. This gives them a reason to do it, and it will, and don't misunderstand me, the characters will also reach out to engage with you. The one thing that I think it makes it most unique is that there are very few jump startle scares. There is virtually no gore because, let's face it, ghosts don't bleed. So it is a unique experience in the fact that it doesn't tie into the same things that so many traditional haunted houses rely upon, which are loud noises and gory scenes and startling moments. This is to create an environment. And I've always said, if we've been successful, the biggest fear will happen when you get back home at the end of the night and you ask yourself, did I leave that light on? So hopefully the spirit's won't follow you out, but their memories will. Well, keep in mind, the questions or the interactive prompts are there as a gateway. Just because you ask a character a question or just because you engage with a character, and it may even be the right character, they may or may not be willing to help you. They may actually make you do even something additional in order to get that answer. So the questions are not meant to be a script for you to read as the character in the ritual. They are meant to be prompts that will allow you to interact in an improvisational way with the characters that exist down there. Let's finish off with some details. How long should someone set aside to experience this year's event? The Vault of Souls is designed to be an evening, and the way we are doing ticketing is going to be a, a timed ticketing scenario. But this is a time when you are going down into the ritual. If you have a ticket mm. and say, for example, your time ticket is 9 o'clock, you can still come as early as 7.30 and enjoy the arrival until such time as you go down below. We actually encourage guests to, to come early because all three elements are filled 
with entertainment. Everything from paranormal researchers to dancers to um, gymnasts, aerialists, there's something to do. There's a very rich entertainment environment in all three of the, the acts or experiences. So uh, we always like to say you are welcome to experience this as a full evening. What a lot of our guests have done in the past is they will have an early dinner and then come join the Vault of Souls for cocktails, a, a few extra nibbles, a few sweet bites, and the evening entertainment. So think of it like going to uh, an evening of theater. You will have your dinner, you'll have this experience, um, the nice thing about this experience is it also includes the post-experience conversation you're going to have with your friends because you have that opportunity to sit in, in the garden under the stars, be entertained, and talk about all of the things that you've experienced throughout the course of the night. So it is designed to be a full evening of elegant fear. If people would like to either arrange for tickets or get more information, uh, please visit elegantfear.com. And the event will take place on October 22nd, 23rd, 29th, 30th, and 31st. So please get your tickets. It is a premium experience, so therefore it does have a premium ticket price. And uh, all of that information can be found at elegantfear.com. Today's episode was produced by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Stay up to date this season with our free weekly newsletter. Sign up at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. We're counting down to Halloween with daily podcasts in our 61-day Hauntathon. Our Hauntathon is made possible through generous support from Gantam Lighting and Controls. We'll see you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.